Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Our guest this morning is the member for Gregory Lachlan Miller, who is still very much heavily involved. And uh, we just talked a little earlier. Uh, he has another 12 months in the seat, and there's a lot taking place. Lachlan, I, and this has only happened in the last month, but the phone calls, the emails, uh, the text messages that I've received around gravel pits and the debacle that is taking place at the moment about gravel pits and registrations and private treaty, um, it, it is nothing short of concerning. Um, we, we spoke with Mac Chan yesterday um, from, from Claremont around Carers Week and the, the debacle that is going on even there in that council, uh, Johnny Wharton has talked to us. We've spoken you know, to numerous people in your electorate how is this being controlled by the state government that if it's not registered, trucks are driving 300 kilometres when they could be pulling gravel from a pit right next door to where the job is and being charged? This is almost laughable because of um, some of the Indigenous laws that are going on and what is being taken place and the laws that are being made out of Brisbane. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a debacle. I mean, this. When you've got uh, you know councils that uh, can't use gravel pits, gravel pits are being locked up. They can't get access to gravel. Uh, the cost of uh, building roads is just increased dramatically now. That's really stretching councils' budgets. Uh, this is a simple fix, um, you know. And 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 the, and the Queensland government have got to fix this. They know it's in front of them. They we've talked. I've, I've talked about it in Parliament. Uh, you know that this is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a, it needs leadership. It needs leadership from the Premier. It needs leadership from the Minister for Main Roads. It needs leadership from this government, which continue to be uh, you know, stalling this process for some reason. Um, you know, we've got to be able to build roads, be able to have access to gravel pits, uh, but be able to you know you know not see the the, the the expense just blow out the way it's blowing out. So. Yeah, look, you know, it's up to the president. So, how do, so who, who, who is – and this is the thing that I understand. Who is in charge of this? Who is the person that is in charge of whether or not these gravel pits have to get locked up? What, what, what department is it? I know TMR, obviously, you know, they're heavily involved, but they're getting their direction from someone. Well, they're obviously getting their direction, you know, from, from you know, the Premier, but – the, the department that's in charge of this at the moment, <clears throat> funny enough, or ridiculous enough, I should say, is the Department of Agriculture. So it's Mark Ferner. He has to work this through. Now, um, <clears throat> he has to work with the native title holders, work with local councils, but just get it done, make a decision, because, you know, we've got uh, road crews that need to build roads. Uh, we need access to gravel pits. It's, 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 it's just got to be sorted well, it's out. Costing, well, uh, it's costing councils... So much money. I, yesterday I heard a figure, um, a, a stretch of road cost $1.2 million more than it was necessarily required because they wouldn't allow a gravel pit and water truck. Now, you think about the damage that this is doing. Like, you could bitumen roads for what what is going on. So if Mark Ferner is in charge, the Ag Minister, well, well that bodes not well for for us because we know full well that he, he has not got the best interests of the bush at heart. It just is, it's clear from his actions. Well, he's got, to, he's got to fix it up, mate. It's just, you know, time for action, time to make a decision, get it done. You know, let's, 
let's stop procrastinating. Let's stop looking at reasons why not to fix this up. It's, it's a simple thing that uh, gravel pits, you have uh, councils and uh, road crews have access to gravel pits straight away uh, because it's important we have safe roads uh, in regional Queensland. Also, we shouldn't be spending $1.2 million a kilometre on building a road in regional Queensland. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is wasting taxpayers' money, ratepayers' money, and it's putting an enormous pressure on Huge, those councils. On those councils, yeah, absolutely. And and this is the thing, they're, they're crippling them over it, and it's such a small thing but such a major issue. I want to mm. talk about the biggest issue going on at the moment, and and this is over the last 24 hours, and obviously you've been a part of this, but David Chrisopulli has withdrawn his support, um, and rightly so, on the path to treaty here in Queensland. Last weekend, the Australian public <coughs> spoke around The Voice. Now, there was bipartisan support here at the state level six months ago uh, for a pathway to treaty. Now, I completely understand why David has pulled his support because he's listened to the Queensland public who don't want this way. The clear message is that there needs to be another way. Um, has he made the right decision? And he did so in good faith. Um, but now what is the way forward? Because there's going to be a lot of toing and froing and nastiness come from this Queensland government because the LNP can no longer support the path to treaty um, and will not pursue one if elected to government. Yeah, he's made the right choice, mate. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I, I think right now, mate, we have a nation that's divided uh, because of the voice referendum. Um, it has divided uh, the nation. And, and, and you know, you, I've only got to look at the results here in Queensland where it was in the high 60s, nearly 70%. Uh, in, in the seat of Maranoa, up to 84%. Seat of Flynn, 76%. No. You know, people don't like a divided nation. They don't like, you know, what, what's been going on. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> and David has made the... Uh, made a great announcement and that a pathway to treaty is only going to divide a Queensland state. Yeah. Uh, we need to come together. We need to work with our Indigenous communities on health, education and housing. I've been out to places in the seat of Gregory, mate, where, you know, like you're in Danji, where I, you know, I've seen some of the saddest things where, you know, uh, living conditions for, you know, young female Indigenous people with children, you know, uh, camping under corrugated iron in 45-degree heat. Yeah. You know, not proper housing. Uh, you know, children not going to school in some areas, you know. Um, you know, it's we need, to, we need to work on our Indigenous communities in health, education and housing, but a pathway to treaty is not the way to help it. It only divides. It separates people. We need to bring people together. So David has made the absolute right decision, mate, and I'm very proud he's made that decision. And it's about it's about uniting Queensland, not dividing it. it you're so right. Just quickly, the stock route situation, um, never has it been put under pressure again, and, we're, and we've had this debate many, many times. But we're now looking at a situation where they need to be rectified and fixed. And you can tell right to say, well, the councils need to do it. But not every council has been doing it now. Last weekend alone, last Saturday night, within a 30k radius of Blackall, there was 7,000 head in four different mobs. Now, I mean, no, no stock route 
even if they are fully maintained, they've had to cut water there. You know, we're in a really dry situation, Lachlan, mm. and this is getting to the point of laughable almost. Yeah, it's sort of reminding me of 2012 at the moment, mate, when uh, you know the, the last drought started. Uh, you know, things are starting to dry up, and our stock routes are are going to come under pressure, mate. And, and we can't continue to. Uh, well, Mark Ferner doesn't back. want anything to do with it at all. He yeah. said that he's yeah. been very clear. Um, yeah. He wants nothing yeah. at all. So it, it's just going to be another scenario where we are left to kick the can in another council situation where if the councils don't put money into it, um, th- th- then they don't exist. Yeah, well, well, and that's the thing. And, and, and councils can't afford to you know, have to do all the heavy lifting on this. The Queensland government should be doing the heavy lifting on this. Here's the thing. That the Queensland government uh, boasts about getting $15 billion worth of coal royalties. Well, how about you start spending some of those coal royalties back where they come from yeah, and start putting... Start putting some um, effort into in, into you know obviously our, st- our, our stock routes you know because they they're, they're going to come under pressure mate we know that the well the, the cattle will be starting to walk soon it'll be you know you know yeah, well, around, well it's starting you know. now mate it's it's on now yeah. so mate look we really appreciate you giving me some time congratulations obviously we'll talk to you regularly but um, the, the announcement made yesterday that you will be standing down and not uh, contesting the next state election due in October twenty twenty four. Congratulations on nine years. Hopefully the last year of your tenure will be your best year. And um, the, the member for Gregory and the seat of Gregory are, are very lucky to have had you there and looking after everybody and all the interests of Western Queensland. Really appreciate your time this morning. Mate, appreciate it. And I always appreciate your support, mate, and your advocacy for Western Queensland. Thank, thank you so much. Good on you. Lachlan Miller, we'll take a break. Come back. This is Rural Queensland Today.